Welcome to episode 12 of the Victors, a Michigan sports podcast. We are affiliated with Between the Whistles Detroit, a JC Sports Network exclusive. I'm your host, Chad Zegan, joined by my co-host, Jordan Dean. Week five. Bring up, on them Hawkeyes, baby. Man, this is going to be an interesting game, to say the least. But I'm excited for it. You know, first road test of the year. Yes. Uh, really good defense. I think this is going to be a pretty competitive game. I'm I'm with you. I, I, I think uh, I've... My opinions changed a little bit from a few weeks ago. Do I still think this is a winnable game? Absolutely. But that Iowa defense um, is pretty special. We'll bring it. We'll, we'll talk I went back more. to the preseason because if you remember when we did our prediction, I picked them to lose. You did. Game. You did. Then after their first, Iowa's first two games, seven to five, anyone, yeah. I was like, oh man, we're going to run over them. But, you know, this defense is legit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's get into it. I think this is going to be a very interesting game, and how we're going to win this is going – like the, the game plan we're going to need to win this is going to be an interesting one. So to break down Iowa to this point, 3-1 and one on the season, 1-0 in Big Ten play. They beat the mighty South Dakota State team 7-3. to 7-3, yeah. Uh, did not score a touchdown that game. Uh, that was a field goal and two safeties. Uh, they later went on to lose 10-7 to versus a not-so-great Iowa State team. And there's been better ones for sure. Yeah. Um, they beat Nevada 27 to nothing after like a five hour lightning delay. And then they were able to beat, uh, the Rutgers 27 to 10 on the road this past weekend, which I think surprised you a little bit. You thought the game would be a little closer. I I thought it was going to maybe, maybe more of like a 17 to 27 game. I thought Rutgers was going to do a little bit more, but I I would have been shocked to see Rutgers win that game. Uh, but I thought it was going to be a little bit more competitive than it was. But yeah, this Iowa State team or Iowa State Iowa team is a little hard to grasp. They really are. Offensively, they are one of the bottom teams in the nation. Defensively, they are the best. Yeah. Like right now, they are ranked number one. And I get, you know, early rankings are a little skewed because of opponents played. I wasn't played anyone crazy good, but their defense is getting the job done. Their defense has scored thirty-eight, and defense slash special teams have scored thirty-eight of Iowa's sixty-eight points they've scored this season. You can't argue with that. I mean, they. They're physical. Um, they they just they're very t- smart. They 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 don't make a lot of mistakes on defense. They are very disciplined. Linebackers are you know phenomenal in my opinion. Um, their their secondary just does their job well. To me, they're not like any freak athletes, but they just are well coached on defense. Um, and so I, I I'm not surprised to see that the number one team in the nation, as of right now, I mean they didn't play a lot anybody yet. So let's let the last of the season unfold. But we would be stupid to say that this is uh, it, you know they're not that good. They've played you know crap teams though. You if you if you if you flip on the tape, you can see uh, why this defense has been as dominant as they've been. Yeah, and to kind of break it down a little bit, you know. Defensively, Iowa's ranked 16th in total yards allowed at 251 and a half per game. Passing yards are ranked 32nd, allowing 163 a game. Rushing yards are 13th, allowing 73 a game. Points, they're 27th, allowing only 5.8. And uh, the third down percentage allowed is 33.8%, which is actually ranked 100, so a little weak. But they are they're number one in scoring defense. They've scored a, a ton of points. They've created a ton of turnovers. And that's what great defenses do. Yeah, and that's something that really separates them from Michigan on paper. As Michigan has similar defensive rankings, they're 23rd in total yards, 12th in passing yards allowed, 65th in rushing yards. They've allowed a little bit of running yards, but they're 11th in or 60th in points allowing only 11, uh, 29th or 70th in third down percentage allowing at 29% of the time. The biggest difference is this Michigan defense hasn't got a ton of turnovers, right? And I don't think they scored yet on defense. Didn't do, wait, didn't turn. I know DJ Turner did. 
Got oh, a, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, so like that one, fumble. Yeah, yeah one, one score. One score. Yeah. My apologies. No, you're fine. But yeah, offensively though, it's like an iceberg in the Taipei. Yeah, it's they they've been they flip back and forth quarterbacks first few weeks. It looks like they've landed on uh, Mr. Mr. Spencer Petrus, who's been been there a long time. I, I could have swore he was there like seven years ago, but it's his fifth year. Um, no, he. I think he was the quarterback when he the Iowa when Iowa came to town a few years back. We won like thirteen to seven or whatever it was, and they were bad offense then. Um, but uh, yeah, man, to me this 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 will be a game where if we give them confidence on offense and we give up a couple big plays, this could turn into an interesting game. Um, we know what I mean. This is. We know what Iowa wants to do. You look at their team last year. Look what they tried to do in the Big Ten title game. They run the football. They are one of the they're they're one of the few teams left in in, the, in our conference that are true downhill fullback freaking double tight end. It's like so far, just, they've been terrible at it. Yeah, they they've not been very good at it. They they, they got a freshman running back who's 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 pretty good. Um, their tight ends are you know they're known as tight end you and all right they've had some great tight ends and come the out. Point's actually a solid tight end. Yeah, they, they they have they have some guys there. Um, but I'm like, f- how do you not play man coverage? Play nine in the box, eight in the box, and say be me. Like I, I don't know how you don't do that against this team. Yeah, and just to kind of entertain you a little bit here, I won't even say the numbers because they're a joke. But I was ranking total yard in the nation offensively, 251st. Passing yards ranks 240th. Rushing yards 214th. Points they're 124th at 17. Third down percentage 164th, only converting 28.3% of the time. I'll now give you Michigan's, which again schedule's a little bit easier than sure. Iowa's, but nowhere near why Iowa should be struggling the way they have offensively. Michigan ranks 22nd in points or uh, total yards, 84th in passing yards. No surprise they run the ball a lot. 23rd in rushing yards, second in points, inflated obviously, and then 46.3% third down conversion, tied 46 in the nation. Big, big difference. 100%. Now, on paper, you're having one of the better offenses in the country go up against the best defense. You know, you're going to get something. It's gonna, it break. should balance out, right? right. Yeah, it, it should be. But, and we've seen this play out before too. Like, you can have a phenomenal defense. But if your offense is going three and out on a consistent basis and losing the field, you know, the 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 field battle, you know, with punts and stuff like that, and you continue to have to play against a short field, you're gonna give up you're gonna give up some points. Like you're, there's no defense right. that can maintain for four quarters and keep a team out of the end zone if your offense isn't gonna give you any help. Yep. No, for sure. And you know, Michigan defensively. Really, the game plan should be take away the run, challenge them to pass. One hundred percent. If you stop the run, they they should win, beat Iowa. You win the game. I mean, honestly, that's as long as the offense, our offense, is yeah. turning it over. To me, here's the deal: this could turn into Iowa, Michigan, or the Big Ten title game. It it is it the cards are there for that to happen, mm-hmm. but it was a neutral site game. Okay, so that's a little different. We're gonna go into Iowa, which historically, I believe, if you look it up, like I think you. I know in the pregame show, is it they've beaten? Was it they're five and one against five and one against top, top five, five opponents yeah. on the last six games? So I mean, and their only loss was a two point loss to Penn State uh, a couple of years. So ago. they they have shown up in the big time moments at home. So they spoiled Harbaugh's first Big Ten. Uh, they sure did. What they would sure. have been his first Big Ten championship appearance when uh, if they beat Iowa in twenty sixteen, they would have clinched whether they beat Ohio State or not. Right. So. 
this this is definitely a different situation. However, if we can if we just get out early, if we put up 17 or 21 points in the first half, I I don't know how we lose this game because I don't think that offense is that good. Um, you know, like they can like, and they lost they lost they won 27 to 10 against Rutgers, and 14 of those points came from their defense. Right. If they can silence Kinnick Stadium early, it would help big time because it is one of the toughest places to play in America. Like Kinnick Stadium rocks. Like they they love their Hawkeyes. They do. They do. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a very true test uh, for um, Michigan, especially the offense, because that defense is going to cause issues. This this is not going to be a easy game offensively for Michigan. So no, especially like we talked about in our pre on our last show, like our. This is also not the same offense we had last year. I mean, Josh Gaffs is calling plays for four quarters. We're still figuring out this co-OC crap. So yeah. it's not it's not going to be the same outcome potentially that way if if, they, if those two can't get their crap together. Yeah. What specifically uh, do you want to see from Michigan's offense and their game plan kind of to attack this defense? Because Mike Hales of the Cedar Rapids Gazette, um, you know, tweeted out the other day that, you know, Iowa being number one in scoring defense, allowing 5.8 per game, Third down efficiency is ranked uh, um, fourth in the red zone, um, sixth in total defense and rushing defense, and has the fewest penalty yards per game on defense. I mean, there's a lot of top six statistics there. What? How do you want to see Michigan attack this defense? And, you know, mm-hmm. outside of the obvious ball security, don't turn the ball oh, over. Oh, yeah. If we turn the ball over, Chad, this, is, this could get bad. <laughs> Again, over half of Iowa's points scored this season right. have we, been from their defense. If we give them a pick six or a, a scoop and score or something like that, I don't. I, that that's just going to give them a momentum shift, and that defense is going to lock even more. And I don't even want to, you know, go. That could get that could get ugly. What Michigan has to do, I mean, if we truly have one of the best offensive line in the country, here Drop you go, go for it, can get them right. Establish the run game. They are a four-two-five defense, cover three. They, but they want to play downhill, really kind of restrict those areas. So we get these dudes to compress. We'll get the balls over the top with JJ. But we got connecting the shots. We didn't do it last week. And that's, so that's the biggest. And thing. we're and it's another outdoor game, you know, weather permitting. We don't know if it's windy or not. Like, right. there's a lot of things that could be different in this game um, than, than last year's stuff. So we, but we got to establish the run, take care of the football, and JJ cannot cannot turn the football over in this game. Yeah, well, I think Michigan's going to be able to run the ball to some degree of success. Um, I don't think it's going to be as easy as it's come the first four weeks. No, um, I agree with you. So J.J. is going to have to make passes, and I want to see J.J. make those passes. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see J.J. get tested. But honestly, that's the biggest question mark, especially after what we saw last week. You know, again, efficient short throws, efficient medium throws to an extent. Mm-hmm. But a lot of deep passes – we're just overthrown. They were there, just overthrown. We got to see him make plays because, like you said before, Michigan's going to face some third down and longs in this game. It's just going to—it's yeah. the nature of playing a really good defense. You're going to be put in some tough, tough, tough situations, and JJ's got to be smart with the football. He cannot, you know, throw interceptions, fumble the ball. He's got to know when he can extend plays and when he needs to throw the ball away. He's—he's. He's, he's got to be a much more efficient and cleaner than he was against Maryland to give this offense a chance to score some points and make sure they get this win uh, in Iowa. hundred percent. I I'm with you. I think um, Blake Corum needs to be, you know, very efficient. I think he's got to 
just keep doing what he's doing. I, I do think we're going to be huge to get Edwards back, but that won't be yeah, until we, Saturday. And the thing is, how much how much is he back to? You know, is he fully healthy if he plays? Is he going to be on right. limited snap count? Um, but if I'm the offensive coordinator for this team, for 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 us at Michigan. Do you want me to triple uh, co OC or? I mean, I, I mean, they want to pay me money to do that. I'd be more than happy to take that role. I'll, I'll, I'll why, figure. I'll figure out. Put the another cook in the kitchen. Why, why not? If you want to pay me nine hundred grand to do that, I'd more hundred percent will take that job. Hey, you can still be a special guest on the podcast. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. And I'll give you the insights. There but, you go. But uh, I think um, you may lose my train of thought. <laughs> no, you're you're fine. You're fine. Um, what we have to see is if. We are going to be able to, like I said, as an offensive coordinator, go get them. Right. Establish your will early. Freaking go score fast. Get them out of the game now. Like, don't allow this Iowa team mm-hmm. to, like, I don't want to, I don't want a 7 3 half. Like, that to me, like, if we're winning 7 3 or 10 3 at half, that is still football. I want 21 3 or something like that to make Iowa say, shoot. We cannot run the football all the way down the field. We have to come out and throw and get out of our comfort zone. So I think this get up by two scores. Yeah, they got to start going away from the running game. Yeah, the whole game shifts if we get out early. So I'm I'm aggressive. Freaking win the coin toss, take the ball, go score. Like I want this. I want that crowd. I want Iowa's defense, Iowa's coaching staff to completely have to change the way that they feel out out Jump Street. Yeah, it's big that their wide receiver Keegan Johnson, yeah, struggling path. Passing offense already is not playing this game. Yep. So that's huge. Going back to that fast starting offense, what I want to see, and it, you know, it concerned me a little bit last week, I guess, you know, open up the game, Maryland fumbles the kickoff, we score on the next play, and then it seemed like whatever momentum we had from that kind of just phased out. You know, I really want to see pedal to the metal at that point, yep. like bury him, get out to a fast start, and really show that you have confidence in JJ again. Take a deep shot on one of the first couple of plays. Play action that sucker and let it rip. Like, yeah. you know, and get JJ in a rhythm early. If you know, if he misses it, go back to the pass. I'm not saying deep shot and after here, deep shot, but let him get in the rhythm and, and here's get confident the, with the yeah, arm. And you know what? Like, I agree with you. This is an aggressive style game that you gotta go. And here's the deal. We're all let's say we're on the 40 yard line, okay? Of our, our 40, and we run that heavy play action and we throw a post that's like a 50 yard bomb and it gets picked a punt yeah right so like play out the scenario as well understand if you're up a score or two whatever it is but like i'm okay yeah i'm okay if that if there's an outcome of that happening and we get picked off with like the five or the seven you know like i i want us to be aggressive i want us to go get this defense because if we allow them to hang out i think there's gonna be a confidence factor that they'll hang off that crowd will be in the game for four quarters and I'm not saying we can't handle that, but if you don't have to, don't. Right. Yeah, you never know what a top defense is going to do. Like They can strike at any time. So if you have the ability and the chance to get up early, get up by multiple scores, you really got to take advantage of those opportunities. It'll be interesting to see how this game kind of goes along. Um, but, you know, diving into their offense really quick, Iowa's offense, you know, we touched on a little bit, you know, Michigan really defensively needs to take away the run, force Iowa to pass, but a little more in-depth, what specifically, I guess, anything specific you're looking for them to do. Maybe, you know, to me, against Maryland, 
there wasn't as much pre-snap motion as I thought maybe there would be. I didn't think they did did quite enough from a schematic standpoint to try and kind of confuse uh, Talia Tungvaloa uh, or, you know, the quarterback. What do you kind of want to see from Michigan's defense on how they want to stop Iowa? Yep, so you got to win on the early downs, right? Can't let them be second and four, second and three, right. third and two all game, those type of things, because that that allows them to run their play action stuff. Second and eights, third and eights, That's or, or you know, behind the chains. If we're then, third and yeah. six or longer, I like our chances to be successful on defense, but if we allow them to continue to be on third and shorts, I'm not they're, – they're going to – in my opinion, they're going to convert those more than they're not going to. Just be just based on how they flow on offense, their heavy play action, their bootlegs, their 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 tight end sets, they outflank you. They do a lot of motion stuff, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that. But if we can get them third and long, for me, yeah, there's high risk, high reward in playing man coverage. Obviously, Doctor Blitz screwed us sometimes when we we're playing that, but um, I'd like to see some trap. This cover. is a team you should be able. To yeah, cover in you, man. you should be able to. They don't have any freak athletes on the outside. Um, to me, if we're getting them in third and long, go get the quarterback, blitz them. However, maybe play some type of what I call trap coverages where you kind of play at the sticks, make them go blitz, um, and make them get the ball early and go rally to the football. Um, so th- those type of things is get Petrus out the ball, get the ball out of his hand because he can't, I mean, you're a division one quarterback. So you, we need, you have, te- you don't go to the university of Iowa and not be able to throw a football. Right. That that's not how this works. But is he the one of the better quarterbacks in the Big Ten? Not I would right say now. not right now. But if you allow a guy like Beatrice to be like a seven on seven defense, and we don't get to the quarterback, he's gonna make a throw. Like it's gonna happen. So go get him. Get him off that's the spot. It. He's not extremely elusive. So go. He's a big dude. Bring pressure. Get, go get him. Trust your corners to be able to cover. You know, if they can't readjust the game exactly. plan. Exactly. Exactly. But this is a guy who on the season so far is currently 48 for 94 on pass completions to attempts. That's 51.1%, 97.1 rating, only 524 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Right. Game. So what that tells you is when he completes it, what type of passes are they? Short. They're short passes. So tackle. So go, got tackle well He's been open sacked field. nine times, has fumbled two, lost one. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy's just not playing good football right now. And maybe it's part of Iowa and, you know, what they're doing offensively too. But at the end of the day, take advantage of it. You mm-hmm. know, Iowa might be the better defense on the field that day mm-hmm. as a group, but Michigan should be able to stand out more as a defense because Iowa's offense is just so bad right now. I agree. Don't be the team or the week that lets Iowa get good on offense. Like, don't don't be the team that changes Iowa's course of the season, right? Absolutely. Stop the run. Challenge them to pass, reevaluate the game plan if for some reason Michigan's corners are struggling in man yeah. coverage. But press them, bring pressure, and make uh, uh, Petrus uncomfortable. Motion guys around, move guys around in defense, mm-hmm. confuse them because he's not, like you said, yeah. he's got talent. But if you make it easy, he's going to do it. If you confuse and him, he's going to struggle. Make no make, make no qualms mm-hmm. about it. These do, This offensive line is not a bad offensive line. This is a pretty good one. No, if you can't stop the, if run, you, the, ball, if you can't stop the run, this is going to be a very close football very game. Very close football game. And, and I, it might be close anyway, but it definitely be a close but like game. But like, like I said, if we get on third and short, I, I don't like that. I don't like those outcomes. So we win this game, like we've talked about, get them get long-distance situations. Lock up the receivers. Make Pete, make Petrus hit the hit, beat us. So if he, if he hits those throws, okay, we'll adjust. But I think we can play man coverage, lock him up, and uh, this could get out of the, get out of hand early. Yeah. So I think uh, you know keys 
key summary of the keys, defense, stop the run, make them pass. Offensively, ball security, number one. Oh, 100%. Do not turn the freaking football over. And then don't, you know, establish the run and go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, ball security is number one. Number one scoring defense in the country. You cannot give them opportunities to get the ball. Yeah, I don't want – because, like, to me, a strip sack could hurt us, you know, like third and long. Like, this defensive line – they get the quarterback. They have an all-American defensive end. This dude's gonna freaking come and go get JJ. Like, and we know JJ has has. And he issues. wants to hang on to the ball. Yeah, so he's had okay. some issues with fumbles over the last couple of years. They fumbled one last That's week. So. Um, so it's it's something that will definitely have to be. It's a good challenge for the offensive it line. Is. I, I this, we I, think they're legit. They look legit. Show Let's up. see what they do against a team like Iowa. If, you know, you can pound the rock against Iowa. You got a pretty solid you know, offensive line sort of yep. thing. So and keep in mind, I I wouldn't be surprised if we kinda we were I mean we were in around the ball as far as like we're gonna have our tight sets, but to kind of spread them out a little bit and make them have more of a thin box, maybe get the ball in the perimeter a little bit more quickly this week. Make them run sideline to sideline so we can start running the ball inside. Very similar honestly, I you can't copy and paste a game plan every year against a team, but I won't be surprised if we see some of the same sets, same concepts as we did the Big Ten title game last year. Right. So before I get to our predictions here for the game, I'm going to give you a little stat. You mentioned earlier they're 5-1 and one against top five opponents, but let me give you these scores, right? Okay. 2008 against number three Penn State. All these games are at home for Iowa, obviously, at Kinnick. Beat Penn State 24-23 to 23 in an upset. Number uh, 2010 versus number five Michigan State. Blew the doors off of them 37-6. In 2016, we all remember number two Michigan lost 14 to 13. Uh, well, Iowa won 14 to 13. 2017, two times beat number four Penn State, or no, sorry, lost to number four, uh, four Penn State 21 to 19. That was their only loss in the six game sequence. Went uh, on a couple weeks later to beat number three Ohio State 55 to 24. And most recently, that one was pretty shocking. Yeah. I and most recently one. in 2021, they beat number four Penn State. 23 to 20. So Iowa shows up for these top five opponents. At oh, yeah. The trend, obviously. I will say, looking at that, there are some pretenders in there that were top five teams. Oh, for sure. So I could make the argument Michigan's a pretender this year. Number four. And you know what, Chad? We've seen so it's far. true. I'm not going to, like, like, we're brutally honest when it comes to Michigan football. Are we a top 10 team? Sure. I'd probably say eight or nine, if I'm honest with you right now. They're if, not. If the rankings were a blank slate and came out, you know, week six or seven of the season, kind of like the playoff yeah. rankings do. Now, I know the playoff rankings, when they first come out, usually mimic a lot of what the AP poll is. But if they were, you know, structured in a way of we evaluate what's done the first five or six weeks of the season, and then it comes out, I agree with you. I don't think we're in the top five. I think we're probably closer to eight, nine, or ten. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But with that said, I also don't think this Iowa team is as good as some of these Iowa teams in the past that have upset these yeah. top five schools. Right, and I would agree. I mean, we, we obviously we didn't do a deep dive into those rosters, but I'm pretty sure uh, I think 2017 was Petra's freshman year, and he didn't play. So uh, I think 2020. I remember I watched the 2021 game, and once again, their defense led the led them to victory in that game over Penn State, not the offense. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Scott Doctorman on Twitter was able to accumulate that information. So just wanted to cite our source there. Um, but yeah, with that said, prediction for Saturday at noon, my birthday, I hope they win. Don't disappoint me, Michigan. <laughs> 
Uh, my prediction. Um, I do not think we break, uh, do what we did last year and win 42 to three or whatever it was last year. I uh, I do think we come out with a victory, but my final number is I'm going 24 10. 24 to 10. All right. I'm going to go. Been back and forth with this one a little bit, but I think I'm going to go 27 to 9, uh, Michigan. Okay. I think. Three field goals from Iowa? Yes. I think this is going to be a very close game for much of three quarters, but I think Michigan's going to be able to eventually pound the rock and make some plays. You know, make some. Iowa's defense is going to get tired, and Michigan's offense is going to be able to make some plays down the down the stretch. So, um, could it be a closer game? Sure. Yeah, I I feel like if we're a 14-13 situation, some things have gone really wrong in yeah, that game. I I want to believe that I and I I respect the shit out of Iowa's defense. Like I said, going into the season, I thought this I predicted this to be a loss. Maybe it will be. But I would like to believe as good as Iowa's defense is, Michigan's defense is going to totally shut down Iowa's offense, giving, I don't want to say comfort, but like we, it's going to give Michigan's offense time to score. Like It's not like yeah, Iowa's it's, a complete it's a, a team time of possessions. you have to score to keep up. Yeah, right? 100%. So, a great defense is going to fold at some point if you can only – if your offense right. – We've seen that in the past with Michigan. Right, exactly. So Exactly. I think at the end of the day, Michigan's going to be able to uh, pull away with this one. Um, and, you know, hopefully so, get the 5-0 and oh and, you know, really look forward to what's what's upcoming. Yeah. So, But uh, go Blue. <clears throat> and as we get back, uh, you know, as always, we have our little betting segment. Um, last week, we lost... We were one and two again. One and two. Okay. Ohio State covered the 18 points as we predicted. Uh, we had Minnesota and Michigan State going over 51. That did not occur. Actually, oh, I think you had them under, so you were I, right. I was there. right. I was two and one. Um, yeah. And then Michigan minus 17 against Maryland. We were both wrong yep. on that one. Uh, this week, uh, we're bringing you all Big Ten plays. Um, my first one, Wisconsin. Uh, favored by seven points versus Illinois, I would take Wisconsin in the seven points. While Illinois has gotten off to a solid start, I don't think they've played anyone meaningful. I, as much as I dislike Wisconsin, I can't believe they're that bad where they can't beat Illinois at home uh, by more than seven points. Um, so I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking Wisconsin in the seven there, or uh, I'm taking Wisconsin giving the seven there. So Wisconsin to win by more than seven points. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? You don't think Wyoming, Virginia, and Chattanooga are significant wins for the University of Illinois? And the unfortunately not. <laughs> you know, no, I'm, I will I, say, uh, you know, uh, Belima is you know Wisconsin's former coach. So I was gonna say, are you gonna bring that up? Like there, there might be some animosity there. There might be Illinois some extra... was the home team. I'd be more apt to say upset alert. Okay, but I really feel like. You know, as much as I give Wisconsin hassle and things like that, their defense should be good enough to really kind of slow down. And I know Illinois has a really good running back. His name escapes me right now, but he's played very well so far this season. But I do think Wisconsin's run game offensive line will be able to take over this game, beat down Illinois' defense, and they'll be able to kind of run away with it um, as things go on. Chase Brown is who you're talking about for the University of Illinois. Yes. Um, I knew it was Chase something. Yeah, he's he's averaging six yards a carry. You know, he's he's got six ninety-five attempts, six hundred and four yards. I'm taking Illinois. Are you? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think outright or just getting the seven. I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna cover. So okay. I, I I think uh I I don't know, man. I I I've I've seen a little bit of Illinois play. 
Um, I, I think they're good enough to get an upset. Gotcha. Uh, I'll jump to the next one. Uh, Michigan State right now is getting eight points on the road against Maryland. I do not think Michigan State's going to win this game, but I, I, I would like to believe that Mel Tucker's a good enough coach to at least get the boys ready to play, that the players have some sort of pride. He better be for $95 million. Yeah, that's right. And for some sort, I, I would love to believe that the players, for pride and respect purposes, are not going to get their ass handed to them for a third straight week. So, why, like I said, I don't think Michigan State's going to win this game, but I do think Michigan State keeps it within one score. So I would take, I'm taking Michigan State getting eight points against Maryland. Good for you, Chad. I, I, I have to believe. I, I, I get it, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a dogger on Michigan State. I try not to be. The, I'm just real. That defense. The defense bad. is bad. I agree. I, I think I don't think the defense changes, but I want to believe that Peyton Thorne, Jalen Reed, and the offense are they are good enough back. to stop Talia enough and like keep that tight in a ball game? Like I think, we'll man, see. I I'm I'm saying Talia might throw for five touchdowns and like 400 yards in passing game. Like he's he very well. He good. very well. And I, I have I think Mich- I think minimal Maryland wins this game by 17 points. I'll say this: I don't know if Maryland has the the corners to. Take away Jalen Reed if Jalen Reed is fully healthy. That's okay. the biggest question mark. Okay. So uh, if Jalen Reed's fully healthy, is Jalen Reed that much better than our receiving core at the University of Michigan? Oh, I do think so. I think Jalen okay. Reed's one of the top five receivers in the country. Probably, okay. okay. When healthy. Okay. So I don't know. I like Michigan's receivers unit as a whole, but I don't know if they have that Mono one Mono dog. Mono. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. they're good as a unit, not so much as okay. an individual, in my opinion. I'm. 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 I'm saying Maryland on that one. So to me, and maybe your opinion is different. To me, Johnson's our best receiver. No, I I would agree with that right now. I wouldn't say Johnson's better than Reed. So that's fair. That's fair. At least not yet. (laughs) And then final, and I'm going to contradict myself here. I, because I do think I want Michigan and maybe it's a little bit of phantom in me that thinks they're going to beat Iowa by more than 10 and a half points, but all the information, the statistics, Would tell you your analytical brain's coming out. The analytics would tell you to take Iowa getting ten and a half points versus Michigan. We gave you the last six home games against top five, in which they would have covered all by ten and a half points. Obviously, again, we didn't go back and break down each game. I don't know what the spreads were in all those games, um, but I would have to think since I was unranked in all of them, they covered in all those uh, games. And you know, Iowa's defense is legit. Michigan struggled a little bit last week against Maryland. Obviously, they got the win. They scored 34 points, ran the ball wonderfully, but it was a shaky – it wasn't as smooth as a game as a lot of us expected to be. So I'm going to – I would advise if you're going to bet the Iowa-Michigan game, I do think the best bet is to take Iowa plus 10.5, uh, just given all the information we have and the analytical history of the series. Yeah, I, I can understand your thought process. And I'll be honest, I have not done my like in- extensive research on what those numbers were each year in the past, what type of offense they had. I'm a, I'm just going off my gut reaction and what, I, what I've seen from Iowa this year. I think this is one of the worst offenses in college football, and I just don't think they score enough points to do that. So. I'll tell you, if Michigan's for real, they do win by more than 10.5 points. Yes. But – Again, there seems to be something magical about Iowa playing top five. It's the wave to the hospital, bro. I'm telling you, like that—that's one of the most emotional things in sports, man. I tell you, I I love it. That—that's something I—I want to be able to do one day is go down and do that. So it'll be a fun uh, weekend of Big Ten football, football in general. A lot of uh, 
top 25 teams facing off against each other. So, man, I look forward to it. It's, it should be fun. Uh, week five's got a lot in store outside the Michigan game, but and I think we're going to find out a lot about this Michigan team Saturday at noon on Fox. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Victors. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts by searching The Victors-A Michigan Podcast. You can also subscribe to Between the Whistles Detroit on YouTube or uh, to catch our podcast as well as the rest of your Detroit sports needs. Uh, again, if you, uh, you know, we'd like to get people involved, bring different opinions to the table to discuss. Um, so, you know, we, we post our stuff to Facebook, uh, YouTube. Feel free to comment uh, on either of those and, you know, we'll – you know, different opinions and things like that. We'll, we'll give you credit, bring, discuss it on the show, and it'll uh, be fun to get some different uh, viewpoints involved. So uh, get involved, and it'd be fun. Um, but thanks for tuning in, and catch us next episode as we recap uh, the Week 5 game against the Iowa Hawkeyes and hopefully another Michigan victory. Go Blue! Go Blue!